This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on, you foxes! fellow Fox fans. Well, Leicester City, Sheffield United this weekend. We've got a history of getting opposition managers sacked. I think we've actually done it twice to Mourinho, having played us, having lost, got sacked. But I think this is the first, even for Leicester. I've never known us be able to get rid of a manager before we've actually played them. And that seems to be what's happened. Let's find out in a second what a Sheffield United fan thinks about it. This is the preview show, and you're watching Leicester Till I Die TV. You are watching and listening to the preview show on Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chums. Indeed you are, and we are available on YouTube on uh, Leicester Till I Die TV. Please give us a quick subscribe. We would like to get those numbers up. On Facebook, Leicester Till I Die, the group, and on 
Twitter and Periscope at Leicester TID. Um, going to bring well a couple of people in, and we'll we'll, we'll start off with talking about um, uh, Sheffield United. And you may remember this guy from uh, our first meeting earlier on in the season. I want to say um, welcome back to uh, Jeff. Good evening, Jeff. I won't ask Cheers, how you are well. because you, you, you're probably not very, very good at the moment. <laughs> no, no. As you can see, I've um, I've taken to drink. It's <laughs> don't don't blame me. And talking of taking to drink, we'll welcome in my normal um, preview uh, chat chum, Craig. <laughs> good evening. Have you got your normal pina colada, Craig? Hello, no, we've gone. We're on the water. We're on the water. Hi, yes. Jeff. How are you doing? Uh, you need to ask. <laughs> Jeff, you, you actually, Jeff very kindly did the uh, Opposition View show on um, the website version, com, And one of the questions that I asked on there was, um, how happy are you with your manager? And you, your, your actual quote was, we'll, promote, we'll be promoted with him next year. And speaking to, to Rob last night, he loves um, Chris Wilder as well. He walked, though, didn't he? He wasn't sacked. Correct. Uh, my understanding is that uh, he's had a, uh, a fallout with our, uh, our uh, owners. Um, mm. I was looking on our own website, and obviously it's aflame with uh, comments. And I think 95%, there's a poll going on, and 95% back Chris Wilder. Um, yeah. But that's not down to us. I think his pride has uh, got the better of him, and he's decided to go. Uh, whether he was pushed, I don't know, but I think he just couldn't uh, get on with our uh, our owner. But Chris Wilder, yeah, we'd have him back in a... In a uh, in a heartbeat, you know, we no, don't we. end up with Poulis or uh, or bloody Pearson or or, hey, or, just, Cardew or, or even Frank. Don't, don't knock Pearson. I know, I know, he's a Wednesday guy, but don't knock Pearson. He'd, he'd probably yes, do you yes. all right, wouldn't he? Wouldn't he, uh, Craig? Yeah, he, he'd do a good job. I got to say, um, I think uh, Wilder's not only a loss to uh, Sheffield United, but he's, he's a loss to the Premier League. It, it was nice to see a manager come out and actually talk like a fan, you know, and, well, and not have any of this. He what he's, he's a fan of Sheffield United. Yeah. He's uh, he was a ball boy. He uh, he played for the team and uh, he managed us uh, at a time when we had a Sheffield United fan owned it, and Billy Sharp was our captain. So throughout the club, we had a, and it formed a massive bond with the fans. The fans were. Absolutely behind the team. I've never known anything like it. We've always been loyal, but we've always been crap. <laughs> but we, uh, we, we, thought, we thought we were onto something, really. And I, I can't see anybody capturing the same sort of feeling that we had when Wilder was here. Yeah, you've got to remember when he, he took over, we were bottom of the first division. And we've had five great years. Uh, granted, this year's been poor, but it's been a crap year. For everybody, really, because of the the lack of crowds and things like that. Yeah. But you know, we, we uh, as fans didn't don't want it to go. Still don't. No. Um, yeah. Max, just to let you know, if you're on Facebook, you need to click on the link that's in the um, link that I posted. There's a link to Streamyard, and then it will pick up your Facebook details. Otherwise, you will just come up as Facebook user. 
another Facebook user here. Don't know if this is Max or not. Saying I thought Wilder was unsackable, but he, he as I say, you know, we should make it clear he, he has walked. He hasn't say yeah. been sacked. But speaking to Rob yesterday, there obviously was. Um, not necessarily bad feeling, but there was difference of opinion, shall we say, between himself for, for and the owners. And we knew that, but we always yeah. thought our owner knew which side his bread was buttered and he'd never get anybody better. I was chatting to... Uh, <laughs> my notoriety expanded to um, to go on the Manchester United uh, pre-match um, mm. warm-up. And... Um, yeah. I said to them at the time, I said, and they were great. They, they were very polite to me, but they were Manchester United. And I said, well, <laughs> Wilder's a better Take manager than, than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I said, you'd do worse than how Chris Wilder is your manager because they, uh, they were moaning about it. And they couldn't get their heads around that, you know, that I might suggest something to yeah. Manchester United fans that they... Uh, that our manager was better than us, and I sincerely do believe that he's he's a better manager than uh, than Solskjaer, and uh, I mean, yeah, we're going to miss him. So uh, I mean, my feelings are clear, aren't they? Yes, I can. I, we can. I think we. I think we can see those. You're not one to uh, to, to mask your feelings, there, Jeff. <laughs> I think um, I don't know if you'll agree with me, Craig, that a manager. I I I. How, how can I word this properly? I um, respect a manager more like a Chris Wilder that comes up with a club like Sheffield United and does it over somebody like a Jose Mourinho who can only do it when he buys those, you know, the, those yeah. sort of players in. Chris Wilder yeah, could go to Southampton. Yeah. yeah, he could go to Southampton. No, he couldn't. He could go to... Um, where, where is uh, Mourinho now? Tottenham, isn't it? You could yeah. go to Tottenham, <laughs> Craig. You could go to Tottenham and do manage Tottenham. Could Mourinho go to Sheffield United and manage Sheffield United? No, no. I think we've all. I think we've always said that, haven't we? That there's, um, mm. you know, the the the, the so called top managers never, never put themselves in a position where they have to prove themselves as managers with uh, with a lesser budget. You know, Chris Wilder did it his way. He he put that team together in the lower leagues and he gave them the opportunity to play in the Premier League. You know, it was probably getting to that point where, you know, he was getting to that point where he needed to freshen it up. And that's probably where some of the, uh, some of the problems have come in terms of a, a transfer budget or transfer targets for next year. In, fa in fairness, um, one thing Wilder hasn't done very well uh, is by this year or, or over the last two seasons, uh, we came up with uh, basically a first division team, uh, but they were playing above themselves and out of skins. And he spent money by our standards, but nobody has uh, has paid off. Sanderberg uh, is going to be brilliant. Uh, we're going to sell him when we get relegated and make a massive profit on him. But he's been injured for ten games, so uh, so that that's you know he, he's he's going to be a success. But the others, um, uh, Brewster. Uh, has played 18 games and hasn't scored for us. Uh, he will score on Sunday, incidentally. <laughs> oh, as, as if we'll they haven't scored for 20 odd games, they will score against Leicester. But, but all of them, all of the ones he's bought, uh, Oli Burke, who's blistering pace, it's frightening, but he's brainless. He has no idea at all, you know, uh, and he's going to score probably on Sunday. And 
and uh, McBurney will score for us on Sunday as well. So three nil, uh, and the three misfits will uh, will notch. Just when uh, when we he should they should have been doing it all season for uh, for Wilder, and now he's gone. Yeah. They'll, uh, they'll suddenly come good. That's my prediction. I mean, such is the uh, vague such is football. such is football, isn't it? Really. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that uh, two points there was that it is that second season syndrome, and you know I always feel a bit funny when I say that because obviously of what we did in our second season but if you look at a lot of the promoted clubs they come up like the Blackpools who were top of the league you know top of the Premier League at one point the following season Craig they went down a lot of clubs do struggle in the second season um, but what Rob said yesterday was, was you know and it was the recruitment isn't good and it looks like the recruitment has been taken out of um, Chris Wilder's hands, but as a manager, surely, you know, you 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 know walk high or walk or crawl on your belly on results. And if you're not having the choice to bring the players in, it's gonna you know it's gonna be a, a bit of a bugger if, if you have the poor yeah. results. But the other thing is that we can't afford to pay. You know, it, it would mm. be fantastic. Yeah, much as I hate Vardy, if he played for us, I'd, I'd love him. I would love him, um, but we can't afford him. His, his salary yeah. would be too, would be yeah. too much for us. For us, and uh, we have to pay uh, and and purchase according to our means, and uh, that's where we are as a, as a team. And you know, you have to be in the Premier League for a decade before you can sort of afford the money that you need. To, mm. You need to to be competitive. Now we existed yeah. on. Uh, 110% fitness and team spirit and the backing of the crowd. Um, this year, obviously, the crowd's not been there and the mm. team spirit. We've lost a couple of games and that went nosedived and, yeah. uh, and we couldn't score. And everything. You'll have gone through this early with, uh, with Rob. Um, yeah. Injuries cost us. Yeah. Our bedrock was the, uh, the back five and we lost four of them. Henderson went mm. back, and the three central defenders have been injured. Uh, and that, that's what caused us not to ship goals. Now we ship the odd goal, and, but we can't score, and we couldn't score yeah. last year. Craig, I'm going to ask you, because a few people have said here... Oh, sorry, Craig, go on. No, I was just going to say, there's a couple of things on, on the back of that. I, I was at the... Sheffield United game, uh, the first game of the season when we uh, when you came up and we I think we won two one with the late Harvey Barnes goal. But you can't oh, underestimate yeah. how how you can't underestimate how important the crowd were. I mean, on that day we won it late, but the crowd was so noisy; they were fantastic. I got, I got to say that. But also, I'm surprised at how little pitch time early on in the season. Um, Rian Brewster got I think when you've got a young player like that who's clearly got a talent he needs a run of games and it seems strange that he didn't get a run of games he was in and out or he was playing for 15 minutes and then he was out it seems strange to me the team that couldn't I I don't think he's played 90 minutes and uh, he he doesn't deserve to really he's not Premier League standard yet he was okay for Swansea last year scored 19 goals I think but uh, from what, or oh, we don't play him right. That's that's the that's probably the other conclusion is that uh, he doesn't fit our system. But he he's not shown a, a excessive pace or or 
uh, or sniping abilities. I mean, Billy Sharp has no pace anymore, but you still wouldn't back against him scoring. If it gets to him in the box, he's going to hit the target and score. Um, but Brewster doesn't look like doing that at the moment. You know, and that's not to say he isn't going to come good. And when we go down and he stay, if he stays with us, I think he will. I think he'll re- rediscover his confidence and form and we'll be playing a different system with a different guy and it may well change. Craig, but, you know, I was going to ask you this before, Craig, but they say a few people are saying there about the new manager bounce, etc. But I can't say that oh, being a problem so. at the weekend because <laughs> they haven't got a new manager yet, have they? <laughs> no, I can't remember. Somebody's taking charge of team affairs. I, I, I assume Alan Nil has gone uh, departed with uh, mm. with Wilder, but and I don't know who's yeah. taking charge of team affairs, yeah. but. Uh, I'm really hoping that um, the new manager syndrome or or playing for the manager uh, will come good on uh, on Sunday. I think this. I think most uh, opposing fans like Leicester would be, that would be my view. Yeah, I think there's Great. I think there's as much there's as much chance of the players being in shock. Um, you know, I'm sure they didn't see it coming. Um, so the, I, I would imagine they're going to be in as much shock as every Sheffield United fan. And I'm hoping just for, for the one day that that shows itself on the pitch and, <laughs> and there's a bit of a lack of, OK, what do we do now about them? Yeah, that's probably. Yeah. Uh, my, my impression was that they, he, he moulded a team spirit, which was commented <laughs> on by most other uh, opposing fans, how they knew their, uh, the players knew their jobs they fought hard for each other, and that was down to Wilder. Now, whether they can do that without him, I doubt. You're right. I'm just clutching at straws here. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, I'm going to let you go because we're going to go on and, and talk about uh, okay, yeah, all, all Leicester now for the weekend. And, unfortunately, and really interested anyway, are you? <laughs> unfortunately, I think you are going to go down this season, and there's no way of sugarcoating it, but I do hope that you get a good manager you come straight back up because I love to see clubs like Sheffield United and uh, what have you and Fulham's uh, yeah, in, in the Premier League. So yeah. good luck to okay. you for next thanks, season. Uh, thanks for having me on again. Uh, thanks for coming on and, uh, and, nice and, and, and taking it when, when, when something like that has just happened today. Enjoy your beer. Yes. Right. Cheers, Jeff. There we go. Moretti. Yay. He's got them lined up. He's got them lined yes. up. All the yes, best. Yes, yes. And hopefully, uh, hopefully see you in a couple of seasons. Yeah. Take care, Chris. Yeah. See you, Craig. <laughs> Cheers, Jeff. Thanks very much. Cheers, Jeff. Oh, so thanks very much to Jamie. Nice of him to come on and, and take it, wasn't wasn't it, uh, Craig? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it's, uh, you know, it, it, he was such a big part of that club. You know, and and he reflected the fans. You know, as as he, as Jeff said that he was a fan, and you know the fans basically had a voice in the dugout. And uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what route they go down now. When you've got foreign owners, they tend to want a marquee. They want marquee signings. Yeah. They want a marquee manager in the dugout. Um, I'm not sure that's going to work at Sheffield United, and, and how well. You know the the fans will take that, so I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting uh, to see what he tries to do. You know, there'd, there'd be a better proposition. Sorry, Chris, there'd be a much better proposition if they'd managed to stay up. Um, yeah, obviously, but uh, you know, because you could say, 
you know, somebody like a Frank Lampard or whatever may have been fantastic in, in, a, in a club like Sheffield United. But I can't see them uh, attracting anybody of that ilk at the minute. So it, it'll be interesting. And uh, as but I say, from a times, fan's point of view, how many you know, times have you seen a club, Yeah, How many times have you seen a club drop a league to regroup and come come back up? I mean, you know, I think, you know, with us, with Watford, not getting to the final that season and, and possibly getting up gave us another season to prepare in the in the second tier. And I think that, you know, it was good for us when we finally came up. But that, that last point on, on Chris Wilder and... Um, I think uh, I think Jeff had had more than just the one beer. To be honest with you, <laughs> we're talking to then, possibly. But do you think he'd? Do you think Chris Wilder uh, and and somebody mentioned this earlier, and I and I couldn't go uh, couldn't get it in when, when we were talking with Jeff. But had Chris Wilder probably taken them as far as he could? Uh, potentially, but uh, I think the thing is, we weren't sure what was happening there this year. I mean, I know the, the pundits, I'm not a big fan of the pundits on uh, on uh, on most soccer programmes, to be honest. But a lot of them were pointing out things that, that they seem to have changed. They all were trying to change the way they played. They were a little bit less up and at them and uh, they were getting the ball wide and not not putting it in the box this season as they were last season. So whether whether that's the players saying that we want to play a bit more football or whether it's Chris Wilder trying to slowly... Uh, change the way they play, I'm not sure. I think the difficulty is going to be picking a manager that's got to work with the same players that Chris Wilder would have wanted to work with. Um, yeah. So you've got to have, a, a, you know, unless you can turn those players into a footballing side, you've got to have a manager come in who can get the best out of the players that are already there. You now, have indeed. You know, there may be, there may be two or three managers uh, in the lower leagues that will do the job, but I'm not sure. No. None really, really spring to mind, I must admit. Although, I'll tell you who would be a good bet for them. And Neil Lennon, for me, would be uh, the type of guy who could get a team like that up and at them again. I do like the Neil. Reason, and, uh, the, the reason I'm, I'm laughing there is because I don't rate Neil as a, as a manager. Um, I, mm -hmm. I, I believe he's got a, a contract... Uh, a, a um, in-your-face sort of attitude. He's like old-style, you know, shouting at players, which I don't think works today. But I can remember when we got Claudio, everybody was screaming, we want Neil Lennon, get Neil Lennon down. You know, he, he's the next Leicester, he knows the club. And I used to say, all he's done is managing Scotland. Anybody can do that. And here I am, X years later, going, hey, we've got Brendan Rodgers. <laughs> Great. But, uh, but anyway, we've got the match on Sunday. It is um, yep. 2 o'clock at the King Power. Not that that makes a lot of difference this season. It's on Sky Sports if you have that platform. It's on BBC Radio 5 Live and lcfc.com radio as well as local BBC Radio Leicester. And you're joining us to that news that, uh, yeah, he's pointing at it. Chris Wider has gone. Um, will it make a difference? I mean, I, I said in last night's show, you know, we are playing the bottom team. You know, we are third. Fox uh, Blades are 20th. One word to you about that, Craig Fulham. 
Yeah. I think we... Um, yeah, we you could only say that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I think what you've got to say is that we were the catalysts for Fulham's improvement because um, mm. <laughs> they, they haven't really looked back since they played us. But I think, you know, just, just a, a slight aside, I think Scott Parker's probably got a bit more variation in him than Chris Wilder has as a manager. So, you know, I, I yeah, we, we definitely can't take them lightly and we don't know how they're going to react. We don't know what the players are going to be like. If there was a new manager in, then yes, you know, you end up seeing that little bit of a bounce because people are playing for contracts. You know, they're playing to, um, to impress a new manager. My understanding is that it's one of the backroom staff who's going to be looking after the team on uh, uh, for our game. So, you know, and we've seen this before when backroom uh, managers uh, step up to the main role. It's not really a change of voice. It's the same old droning. So there's not really going to be any new ideas or time even for him to put new ideas across. So it's going to be picking a picking a team and uh, just sending them out. So I, I don't think we have any excuses for not no. winning this game. Excuse me. And I think with, with Sheffield United, they're at that point where I think I've seen I have seen this with, with, with Leicester is once the club is actually officially relegated, then that's off your shoulders, that weight is lifted off your shoulders, and you go out and you actually play better because there's no pressure, there's no um you know, you're down, so you might as well just go out and enjoy it. At the moment, there's still that pressure on them. And it is, you know, there's no two ways of looking at it. And uh, quick mention here to Andy, who says he doesn't like to wait a whole week between games. <laughs> uh, oh, we do. We love it. We, we only have to do half the shows. Um, but, you know, there's no two ways of looking at it. They have been absolutely awful. And I think the fact that they've dropped so much is the surprise. Um and I, I did actually thank Sheffield United fan Rob last night because they have actually got to 14 points, which means Derby still hold the record for having the least number of points and going down. So well done, Sheffield United. Um, yeah. But we mustn't forget they've beaten Man United. Yeah, they did. And, um, you know, I think I think Jeff made a, made a fair point of, of the fact that they had their their back line ripped out. I'm not sure if any other Premier League teams have had uh, their, their centre-halves decimated this season. I can't think of any of who have, may have mentioned it. Um, but it seems like Sheffield United have uh, sort of slipped under the under the radar in terms of... Yeah. But I no, think, I'm just um, saying, less, less, we, we, had, we, had, we had a bit of a problem with that. Mention, we don't mention it either. We, 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 we haven't used that excuse. But then... They they have had uh, that um, that backline ripped apart, and it was the basis of their success last season. And I think they they just got a little bit lost. And it's really difficult in this, um, particularly in this season, without the fans. You know, to if you get off to a bad start, you can't have the fans. You know, the fans work both ways. Don't if you're playing yeah. crap, then they'll get on your back and they'll urge you on to do better. But I do yeah. I do recall that that. Um, atmosphere at Sheffield United at, at Bramall Lane, and it was fantastic to be honest. And they they were as much of a part of their success last season as uh, their absence has been uh, a reason for their lack of success this season. I think. And I'm not just saying that this was the only reason that we managed the great escape, but of course 
the atmosphere that adding the clappers gave to to the king power. It, it, yeah. I mean, it's something obviously we've, we've carried on. It's been it's been that that successful, but I think. It is always hard in the second season. I mean, we kind of broke the mould, and <laughs> I think that was obviously was the exception more than the the the, the, the norm. Um, how well we've done, although Villa are kind of uh, replicating it, not quite as well. But it's really difficult because you've stayed up, but you've got to spend the money, haven't you? And and it was interesting to say that the, the two Sheffield United fans. One of them was saying he wasn't given the money to go out and, and bolster the squad. And the other one was saying he did buy some players in, but they just weren't good enough. Mm. I think the thing is, if you're coming into a team like Sheffield United, they play in such a different way to every other, virtually every other club. You know, he, he had his own yeah. style of playing, Chris Wilder. And I don't think it's necessarily a team that's easy for players to come in and, and settle into. We saw that with Rian Brewster. Yeah. You know, I know he said he didn't look like he was ever going to score, but if you're not on the pitch, you're, you're never going to score. Um, so there was something clearly going on be behind the scenes that these players that he'd brought in never really had an impact on the team. So I I think it takes time to, to fit into a team like Sheffield United. And I, they clearly, with the balance of players that they lost, they had to thrust these players in. And it's just not worked for them. But it shows you how difficult it is when you, the way you play is so attuned to a specific manager. And, mm. I, you know, I, I, I'm not sure where they're going to go from here. It's really, really interesting. But as I said, we have no excuse. You know, we have no excuse for not putting on a show and, uh, and getting the three points. Yeah. And... You know, very similar to us again, Sheffield United. You know, we had the Band of Brothers. They've got that sort of togetherness about the squad. But at the end of the day, you, you can be together and you can have the fan, those fantastic team spirit at all. But you've still got to go out and win the games. And they, they just haven't done that this season. Yeah, I think it, I think it gets you so far. I think it probably got you further uh, in previous years, you know, when... Yeah. When there were more teams weren't playing, you know, good, attractive football. And I think it's mm. fair to say, I don't think teams like Sheffield United benefit now from how unphysical the game is these days as well. I think that has to be taken into account that mm. you're probably seeing the end of physical teams being successful because you just don't get an opportunity now. You know, every, every little touch is a, is a player falling down on the ground, you know, like he's died. And, and and I don't think the Premier League suits teams of the ilk of Sheffield United. I don't mean that in any in any detrimental way. I just think it's a, it's a matter of fact that they were uh, an aggressive team who played on the front foot. And it's almost being taken out of the game. You made the point earlier, and it is a very good point, is... Yeah, we can say all this about Sheffield United and what they're going through. Uh, there will be no excuse. And we've not been playing particularly brilliantly. You know, we we, we won 2-1, but, you know, that, that came out of the blue. Uh, you know, scoring a goal in, 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 from a corner was, was the first the shock. 
there will be no excuse. I mean, you know, we, we've only met Sheffield United three times in the Premier League. We've never been in at the same time. 2-1 to us, 2-0 to us, 2-1 to us. And, you know, we've got to remember, in the last game, yes, we won it, but only by a Jamie Vardy goal in the 90th, you know, 91st, 92nd minute, whatever it was. We got two goals and we got a corner flag. But it, it wasn't, you know, it was, when you look back at that, it could have easily ended 1-1. It's funny, isn't it? It's... it's... Is one of quite a few not particularly inspiring performances where we've come away with the points. I think uh, Brighton, <coughs> excuse me, Brighton is probably a similar game. We're not playing that well at the moment, but we did say this um, a couple of weeks ago when we started getting the injuries that these were a set of games, Burnley, Brighton, Sheffield United, where we would have to grind results out. Yeah, we ground out a, a draw. We managed to grind out a win. You know, we're probably going to have to grind out a, uh, a win here again. But if we can do that, players are slowly starting to come back, then um, then I think we'll be in a good position. But, yeah, we've definitely not uh, not been playing that great. And I don't think any real Leicester fan will, uh, will say that we have been playing well. I think as well, when you look at the injuries we've had, and you know, it, it's and I'm like I said to, to you many times. I, I'm a fan, and I, I get wound up as much as everybody else does. And I look at the performances, and you know, I've not been happy with the performance. And you made the point. Sometimes it's the result that matters, not not the performance. But to say that we, you know, our team has been decimated not once but twice this season. And we're no different to anybody else. But you can't get that flip free flowing you know fancy football when your team's being changed all the time no you can't and uh and particularly when you've got a manager who then decides to to switch things around and, and move players around out of positions switches formations you know i don't think you know at the end of it we'll we'll look at the results and where we finish at the table and brendan will be judged on that but i think he's you know he's got away with a couple um, in the in the last few games, in terms of his uh, his tinkering, um, you know, at the end of it, I think, you know, because we scored that late goal, it's a very different narrative uh, to all the post match um, talk than it would have been if we'd have come away with the draw. So I think that yeah. uh, that goalkeeper mistake has uh, basically got Brendan off the hook a little bit uh, on that perspective. Although we did play much better second half. But then he yeah. reverted to playing people in their right positions. I mean, would you say, and I know a couple of managers have gone, I mean, let's be honest with you, it wasn't that long ago when Man United wanted Ollie, Ollie out the door. You know, the chances are they could finish second or third. They're in, you know, the, the FA Cup quarterfinals. They're in, you know, the last 16 is it of, of Europa League. Is it almost like most managers these you know this season? It's almost like yeah, it's it, it's that. See, we can't really judge you on this season because you know everything's been affected by injuries, and it's almost like a a given season for them. Yeah, and I think you know I'm, I'm probably being harsh, you know, in 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 complaining a little bit, but then you know I'm a Leicester fan, and that's what we do. Yeah, <laughs> we do me. indeed. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I think all managers have probably. 
be fine. And that, you know, even the Pep will probably be turned around at the end of the season and say that this has been his most difficult season of all of them, you know, to, to deal with what everybody's had to deal with. And we know, you know, it will come down to the size of the squad. And that's why I think, you know, our biggest threat at the minute is clearly Chelsea uh, because yeah. of the size of the squad that they've got and the quality of the squad they've got. Even Spurs now are coming with a bit of a run in terms of uh, getting results. And they've got a strong squad as well. So there's no way that we can rest on our laurels. And uh, and games like Sheffield United are the ones that we just can't afford to not come away with anything other than three points. I mean, you look at the form going into this. And again, you know, we, 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 we're a bit doomy and gloomy here, as I say. And I, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm not. I've put myself into that. <laughs> but apart from the Arsenal game... You know, it, it's three wins and a draw in the last five. And, you know, Sheffield United have got that 1-0 against Aston Villa, but they've lost four. It isn't all doom and gloom down Filbert way. No, 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 no it's not. And, and some of the football we play is is uh, what you could say a, a delight at times. And, mm. and we, we can look really, really good. I think the issue is that we've got mistakes in us uh, and... Most of the time we're getting we're getting punished for them. You know, we got away with a, a bit of an off uh, a, a, a VAR decision uh, turning over their second goal, and we've not probably had the run of it of the of it with that. I mean, because we won the game again, I think the Vardy penalty got overlooked. Uh, for me, that was a was a definite penalty. But I think, yeah, you you, you sit back. And you look back and you think, yeah, we are we are still third. We're we're where a lot of other clubs would like to be, um, and we're slowly starting to get some players out. What we have seen is other players step up and do a really good job. I mean, mm. fair shout to to Amati, you know that he's, he scored the winner and he was there. And I think I'd, I would have had him off the pitch at the time. So it just shows you what yeah. uh, what a great manager I am. <laughs> I've seen your team this week. I know you're not. <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> um, talking of talking of that, and um, like you, you know, you, you made the point. I think you know we've we've got to look over our shoulder. You know, we're on fifty three there. Chelsea on fifty. Uh, West Ham on forty eight. I mean, you know, it, the, the the pack is is backing up behind us. We we can't afford slip ups. And like you said, tomorrow. Maybe not quite a six-pointer, but it is a must-win game. I think the problem is if you start slipping up now and other teams start taking advantage of it, then you you put pressure on every other game. You know, the next game becomes a pressure game. Whereas mm. now you can afford to, you know, play the football that you want without the pressure, you know, because we're, we're yeah. in the box seat, as it were. As soon as it starts getting tight and we start to, you know, if we are in a position where we have to play catch-up, then we know the pressure comes with it and we know that we didn't deal with the pressure very well last season. So, you know, we can't afford to take our foot off the gas. And I think that's probably why, and, and I'll give Brendan credit, I guess, is why he's being a little bit cautious. I did say the other week that I don't think Brendan is a... Um, a risk-taking manager. You know, I think he plays it safe and I think it's almost he's getting to that point where he's trying to protect what he's got and therefore he's happy to sort of nick victories and uh, and keep us in games because he knows that we do have the quality, especially late in games, to win them. You know, we've got the best record in, 
in terms of goals scored in the last 15 minutes in the whole of the Premier League. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's the sort of team ethic that he, or the team tactic that he's almost working on now is just keep it really tight. If we have to be a little bit defensive, then we're going to be defensive, but we're just going to stay in the game to the last sort of 20 minutes and then try and win it from there. I mean, looking at the injuries, I mean, I did this earlier on in the week and you may know sort of more of an update. Um, Barnes, Pratt, although Pratt, it said ruled out, but he's back in training uh, under Justin, Madison and Morgan all ruled out. Perez and Evans, 50, 75%. Have you got, have you got an update on that or do you know anything about how the injuries are going? As well, I've seen Pratt was back in training. From what I've seen and what, what I heard, it was that um, Perez, Pratt and Evans will all be in consideration for the squad. I'm not I'm not saying that they're all going to make the team, but I think they are all available to be picked. So that's encouraging in terms of um, even boosting the, the boosting the bench. You know, so that's yeah. an encouraging sign. We've still got you know Madders and uh, and Barnes um, who, who are nowhere near by the sounds of it. The Madison one is a very strange one because it doesn't sound like he needs an operation. It just sounds like it's painful. Um, mm -hmm. I remember the days when footballers used to play with painkillers virtually every week. So um, I'm not sure what the situation with uh, with that is. But, you know, we've got other players who are, who are stepping up. Obviously, we've got Under who's, who's missing now. And it's, it's a real shame for Under, isn't it? Because, you know, yeah. we were waiting for him to get chance it looked like he would get his chance when Madison and uh, and Barnes mm. uh, were both out but now he's gone down injured so you know it's it's made uh, opportunities for others and and I thought um, you know yeah. Tavares had a had a decent a decent debut the other day against Brighton he didn't he didn't do anything wrong and he did have that thing of a shot at, at the goalkeeper talking of mm. talking of players we're going to have a look in one second at your team, you're going to put, um, well, you're going to do what Brendan hasn't been doing recently, put a team together that's going to go out and and play play the opposition off the park. But we'll have a look at it and we'll be right back after this. Hi, Alan Smith here. Be sure to watch and listen to Chris on Leicester Till I Die TV. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. Up the Foxes. You are watching and listening to the preview show on Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chumps. Scott says we need to win six of the next seven games to guarantee Champions League next season. Yeah, um, what's the problem? Easy. Easy, isn't it, Craig? But let's have a look at... Um, let's, let's have a look. Say, I, I was I'm often surprised by ben, Brendan's just, decisions, but I'm a just, little bit just surprised... Before, just before just, just, just before we go on to that, I do want to point out, or not point out, but I do want to congratulate you on your outfit tonight, Chris, because um, I do recognise that kit as uh, as one of the old ones. You've gone, you've gone into retro mode. You've probably gone back to when Sheffield United were uh, were a force, uh, and and I, I, I only bring it up because yeah. I only bring it up because somebody somebody commented, a so called um, friend of mine. Um, watched recently and they were not impressed with uh, the shirt that I was wearing and they said that I looked old in fact they actually referred to me as the Leicester Square and uh, so tonight I uh, 
I, so tonight I, I sort of had a bath, put a nice shirt on or whatever, and then I'm still upstaged by you in your fantastic retro Eind Coop shirt. <laughs> well, you know me. I've had I've I've got a lot of retro shirts, as you know, and I'm I'm having to say I'm having to rebuy them all because. I bought some of them when they originally came out, and of course they don't fit me now. <laughs> that's the that's the problem. <laughs> but no, I, I actually put this on in in awe of this guy, Mister um, Linux there. But he wasn't able to come on tonight. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd got I'd got the kit on for him there. Um, but <laughs> then you get it off. <laughs> uh, excuse me, there. Nineteen eighty shirt. Rob says. I don't know the exact year. I'll go with you on that. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me just let me just have a gin. <laughs> oh, that's it. So, to, <coughs> yeah, I'll, I'll let you talk the through. Start going through this team while I just go and have a have a cough. So, <coughs> here you go. Yeah. Well, <coughs> you know what. This week I've gone. I've gone for this team, and I've I've had to have a little bit of a nod to Brendan because I don't like a back five really. Um, but I think he's going to put Evans back in. But I can't see that he will drop Sohyunchu or he will drop Fafana. So I think he's going to persist persist with this back five. What I hope is that he uses it as an opp opportunity to be um, attacking so the, the full-backs do push on. So normally I would never choose a back five, but I've gone with a back five, on, particularly on this one, just because I think he'll bring Evans in. I, I think Evans, you know, I, th I think we're, we're at that, that point where we need to start looking at a change of guard, of the old guard, as it were. But I think... You know, maybe Evans brings a little bit of um, experience to those two centre-halves who can sometimes lose their head a little bit. So I think Brendan will, will stick Evans back in there. But I don't think either of them have to uh, deserve to be dropped. And and I know it's a little bit harsh on uh, on Amati um, that I'm, I'm dropping him out after his goal. But for me, he doesn't, he doesn't work going forwards. And that's why I've, I've gone with the formation I have. Okay, well, let, let's just stick with the defence because this is, yeah. I kind of think, where we, we are probably going to, to, to disagree um, on this. So, and in a nice way, in a nice way, of course. Um, of course. Of course, of course. Um, you see, you, you can look at the, the sort of team that we play and we, like you say, it's either a five or a three at the back. To be totally honest with you, I think a three becomes a five and a five becomes a three, depending mm -hmm. whether you're going forward or, or, or coming back. We've, we've, we've tried that in the last few games, and I don't think we've looked solid at the back. So Yunchu hasn't looked brilliant on the left of a back three. And Amati... he got the goal, and it, you know, but you know, apart from the goal, his performance on the again, on the edge of the back three on the right-hand side, wasn't brilliant. And I am surprised you haven't taken it back to the four, that we seem to be play better with the four at the back. Well, let, let, let's just say, as I say, for this for this week, I, I've, I have put Brendan's hat on. 
I think if it yeah. was to me, I mean, my first thought was that I was going to say, right, go with the team that I picked for the last game, which had Castagna and Ricardo as as wide midfielders yeah. and, and a back four. And to be honest, I'd be quite happy with that. But I thought it's almost pointless to be putting that out there because there's no way that he's ever going to play it. Um, so it's a bit of a hybrid um, that I've gone for, really. I'd be quite happy with a back four. I prefer a back four, to be honest. And I think we look much more solid when we have it. The thing is, yeah. in terms of the players that we've actually got and, and knowing that who Brendan likes and he wants to get in the team, he is a bit of one of those managers who will try and shoehorn people in to the detriment of others, to be honest. So if you're going to play with a back four, you know, who's going to be the right back? You know, he could play Castagna and he could play Luke Thomas and then move mm-hmm. Ricardo further forward. But that also means that either one of Evans, Soyuncu and Fofana is it going to play. For me, it would be Evans. You know, I, as I say, I, I think we should we, we should persist with... Uh, with the the back two of Fafana and Soyuncu, but I have to be there's honest. There's no way. For me, I, I, as I say, just to just to put the other hat on, if you like, and look at it, you know, play, play devil's advocate here. I think it is a case of a game like we've said before that we can't afford to lose, and I would go with it with a strong back four of Ricardo, Fafana, Evans, and Castagna. You know, to me, Soyuncu has looked the weak link at the back. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that he's a rubbish player or anything like that. He has just looked weak. He's looked, he's looked like a very bad contestant in the Dancing on Ice competition in the last few weeks, you know. <laughs> and, we, we, you know, he, he, Sheffield, he's just set up for Sheffield United to beat us, isn't it? You know, this is Leicester. But, like you say, you know, I, I, I see totally where you're coming from, because I, I have to accept and agree with what you say. Now you said it is that Brendan probably won't do that. But uh, I think we would would agree indeed in the middle. I think, yeah, I think I think the, just the, the final touch on, on that back five, mm. back three or whatever is that, you know, I think Chef United will probably revert to type and play quite a lot of long balls. I think McBurney will play and he's given us a bit of a torrid time, you know, uh, in all the games, to be honest, we've not managed to cope with him. So I think Soyan is the most physical of all of our centre-halves. So I think him being in there gives us a, a, a little bit more strength. But uh, anyway, yeah, indeed, for me, you know, indeed, he is the only defensive midfield player we need. You know, I, mm. I hate it when he's playing with one of the others. Because for me, it takes away the responsibility from Ndidi. It's almost like someone else will pick him up. You know, when he's the only defensive midfielder there, he knows it's his job. And for me, if we've got Ricardo and Castagna pushing high and forward, he can drop and cover either side behind them. So, um, so I think Ndidi has to be play there. You know, he's he's a yeah. he's a rock in that uh, position. Yeah. And definitely, definitely. And then because of the back three you've gone for, I can see why you've yep. gone for that, you know, um Castagna, um Tavares, uh Tillemans and Ricardo. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. I would have been tempted because of the, the way that that I've gone, 
Um, mm -hmm. The problem is, like you say, we are with the players we've got out. You've, you've, mm -hmm. you'd, you'd have for me, you'd have to have Tillemans in there. Um, probably Tavares. I don't think he particularly did a lot wrong, to be honest with you. Um, I'd probably have All Brighton uh, on. I'd bring All Brighton back because um, again, I just think you know he, he, he he's got the experienced head. Um, I'm not sure about the other wing. That's, that's the only problem. I've got a gap on that wing for for players that sort of. And who who have we got fit that could go on the wing there? And it, I I, I don't know. I'd have to, <laughs> I'll get back to you on that one. Well, this is. I, I did really struggle on the formation and getting the players mm. in, uh, and I was working out who I would leave out. But yeah. I. You know, I think Tavares, you know, I think he deserves uh, another shot. You know, I think against the Sheffield United team who are not that blessed, you know, in the middle of the pitch, I think his uh, his ball-carrying skills could uh, could come into it. I think it's a perfect game for him to get another 70 minutes under his belt, to be honest. And I think when you've then got Manchester City coming up, you've then got Manchester United, I think we've got West Ham after that, the games get a little bit tougher. So for me, if you want to try and see what the kids got, this is the ideal game to give him a, a, another seventy minutes. And I, I don't yeah. think we've seen that uh, Brennan isn't a player to rush players back, particularly in midfield. Yeah. So I can't see him putting Perez or Pratt straight in. But uh, but I could see Tavares playing sixty-five, seventy minutes, and then Pratt coming on for him or or, or Perez. Like I say, you've, you've got those two options. Certainly, Perez from for me on the wing, or of course, Daly Campbell. He, he can uh, he can play on that uh, on the wing, can't he? But uh, but no, because of like I say, where you've gone at the start, I can um, you know see why you've gone across the middle and up from. I mean, again, you know, it, it it's what we've got, isn't it? Really, but at the moment, in you've got to say, in Acho, he's on fire. Mm. He is, and I'm, re I'm really, I'm really pleased for him. You know, he's he's had a lot yeah. of stick, but as I said, I think we have said on on this program on many many occasions, he's a confidence player, and when he yeah. plays with confidence, he's a fantastic player. Uh, and that yeah. finish, you know, that the the pass, you know, is the pass of the season for me from from Tielemans, um into Inacho, but the composure that he showed when he realised he was slightly off balance, so he just delayed. And then dinked it in the top corner. It was a fantastic finish, to be honest. And uh, you know, it'd be nice to see Jamie actually get one and uh, and come back from uh, against his old foes, Sheffield United. To be honest, he, he really needs one to. You know, it'd be, it'd be great if he got one like a Chris Wood against Arsenal, where one just hits him. Yeah. To be honest, uh, it'd be nice to see him get on oh, the score yeah. sheet. He's good at that, Chris Wood. He did one of those first, didn't he? Many, many. He really got one. I think it was against Burnley, yeah. actually. No, Watford, wasn't yeah. it? It was against Watford when they kicked it out. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Hit him and went back in. Um, yeah. We've not said it, but I think Schmeichel in goal again is a, is a, is a shoe-in. Um, Jamie, we, he does need to get back to, to goal scoring. And I know we say each week this will be the game and he likes to score against this team and blah, blah, blah. blah. But... He, he does. He, we do need him, especially with the run of games we've got coming up. Like I say, next week it's United in the cup, then it's Man City, then it's um, uh, possibly West Ham, like you say. 
he, you know, we need Jamie to sort of get back into form, if you don't mind, please. Yeah. <coughs> but I think what he's doing, you know, some of his runs is creating uh, room for, for Ian, Ian Acho. So, as we said before, even when he's not scoring and seemingly not doing a lot, he does uh, make the opposition defenders worry about him because on reputation alone, they know that they can't drop off. You see that they're looking for him. I think the goal, um, I think it was against Arsenal, wasn't it? When Tielemans just basically walked from the halfway line, strolled in and smashed it into the bottom corner because the defenders were worried about where Vardy was. So he does bring yeah. that element to it. Defenders can't switch off against him. So even when he's not scoring... He does some, bring something really important to the team. It's that time again um, when I hate I, I hate to say that I got it right again last week in my two-one prediction. I think there was a I think there was a couple of uh, a couple of viewers uh, got it right as well, and uh, I got it right as well. Chris. So let, let's let's give ourselves all uh, a pat on the back for that for once. I will say well done because I, I, I can never you could you could say you got the last ten right. I wouldn't know. I can't remember week <laughs> in, week out what you say, but well 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 done for that. So it's hardly surprising that I am turning into you here, Craig, and in fact that I'm going for the same result every single week at the moment, purely because I can always see us conceding one. Um yeah. and I can't see us getting that many because you know we went you know of who's out and we're not on fire on fire but steve walsh has gone three nil uh steve linitz he's got one one he's still playing the old you know i'm i'm, I'm not going for leicester because when i do they lose uh, marsh has gone two nil to leicester and i have gone unsurprisingly unsurprisingly two one to leicester so what 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 are well, you oh why Oh, wise, wise sage, what are you going for well, this week? Well, Chris, I did agree with you last week and it came off. Um, so uh, there's no way that I can let that happen again. So I'm going to go 2-0. <laughs> Indeed. Well, I'd, I'd always, whenever I do it, because I can never, you know, the, the worst I'll ever go for is a draw, I'm going to be honest with you. But, you know, I think you have to look at... And that's the, the now that we do this show on a Friday, it's probably easier for us to try and get the prediction right because we know who's going to be in the team and who's not. Yeah. But I'd love, I'd love the two nil because we do need to improve our goal difference as well. We do indeed. It, it, uh, it comes down to that. We do indeed, as they say. Craig, as always, young man, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming on. As always, you you uh, make the show. Well. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, very much. Chris. Thanks for everybody for uh, for watching. I'll see you again soon, and we'll see you next week. Take care, Craig, and all the best to your family. Yeah, Stay no. safe. Cheers. Thanks to Craig. There, he is the one with the knowledge. I am the one with the the looks let's just be honest with you i'll say that now because he's gone <laughs> yeah. and he's, he, if he's if he's still around he's probably not listening well sheffield united it is on sunday like i say forget guys it is two o'clock and it's on sky radio five live radio leicester and lcfc.com radio which you can get free of charge just by registering on lcfc.com 
Can we do it? Can we get another one win on the bounce? We got a lucky one last time. We were lucky against Sheffield United in the first game. Let's just make it a bit easier for ourselves, please. I've got a ticky heart. Please, please, just you know, let's let's get in the lead and let's just go and win the game. We will be back on Sunday. Like I say, uh, kickoff is at two, so we'll be back about ten past one. Me and Josh with the pre-match show where we will be looking at. Um, the team that Brendan selects, and we'll see if it is anything like Craig's. I've got a feeling, you know, that Craig might just have hit the nail on the head this week. If he's got it 100% right, I'll get him a beer. That's if ever lockdown's ever over, of course. And, of course, then don't forget, 40 minutes after, myself, um, I've got to think now, Brad and uh, and uh, Julian Watts, ex-player, will be here with the post-match show. That's about 40, 45 minutes after kickoff. But say 10 past one Sunday, we'll see you for the pre-match show. Thanks for joining in. Thanks for watching, guys. Like I say, if you want to listen to this on catch-up, we are on your favourite podcast platform, which is um, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, or Google and Podcast Addict. They are the main ones that we are on. You can listen to us rather than look at us. And uh, obviously, Lester Till I Die TV on the old YouTube. Please remember to subscribe. I will see you on Sunday. It'll be 10 past one with Josh and the pre-match show. Have a good weekend. Enjoy your Saturday. Take care and stay safe. Hello. Good night Matt now. Elliott here. Be sure to watch Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube. And follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor and all podcast platforms. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.